Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Welcome to the Big Review Ski. My name is Owen Doherty, and I'm ecstatic to be joined by the passionate Roy oh. Cashin. Roy, are you feeling passionate today? I mean, I am now. Jeez, almighty. Well, um, hey, it worked. Can I ask this new uh, Truman Show-esque I introduction? Knew, I knew you were going to do this. Well, I'm just curious, like, did you watch it recently? Is it something that's... <laughs> I, actually I, was watching, I was watching, I was thinking, do you know what? That might actually work as, as a wee intro for the show. But it was more because... I was going to say good morning to everybody and then I was going to say good afternoon because obviously we're recording this in the middle of an afternoon now. And I was like, but sure, you might what be listening to it? this podcast. Yeah. It's the, I know you're like, oh my God, I've got so much work to do. I need to get off this. I have no idea of the concept of time or day or month anymore. So you can tell me it's 3 a.m. mid-September. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I just thought, just in case anybody happens to be listening to this and it's like three in the morning, they're lying awake at night, complete insomniac, and we can help put them to sleep. I thought we'd say hello to them as well. Oh, we could kind of do like an ASMR vibe. like well. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a great, okay, I'll do the rest of it. Okay. Do it, it, might take, it might take longer, though. That's not my problem. That's the end. <laughs> okay, he can. Editor, Paul, if you're listening, can you just speed us up and give us those wee munchkin voices? <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about munchkin voices. We're here to talk about a brand new release called Judas and the Black Messiah, which is going to be available to rent from Thursday, the 11th of March. Um, it was going to be released in cinemas but as we said before uh, i think Roy, you said cinemas are having a wee nap at the moment which yeah, is a very child-friendly way i think that was just not to upset me so thank you for that yeah they're just taking a little time out they're just they're, they're on a break we're on a break that's what yeah. it is we're on a break um so this film it was actually touched upon slightly on a recent netflix release um the trial of the chicago seven where there was an overlap a little bit in some of the stories it tells the story of uh the real life tragic assassination of chairman fred hampton who was involved with the black panthers and um he is played by golden globe winner a recent golden globe winner daniel kaluuya um who people will also know from black Mirror, from get out just a really phenomenally talented young british actor but is just I, i mean he's equal parts terrifying equal parts like hilarious no matter what role he is uh his accents i know it kind of seems like a silly thing to say like hey that actor's good at accents but he is flawless pretty much in every performance that he does um and actually um his co-star uh in this particular film um is lakeith stanfield who's kind of one of those guys who's just unbelievably talented across the board as a musician and a rapper and also as an actor co-starred with um with daniel in get out as well and obviously they're back here together he plays an fbi informant called bill o'neill um who was recruited um i was gonna say he's recruited by jesse plemons not in real life this is in the film um to basically provide insider information on the black panthers uh which ultimately you know um conspired against uh daniel Kaluuya, hence the title of the film judas and the black messiah as well so um roy have you had a chance to to take obviously the trailer was phenomenal for this mm. film um and then obviously uh the film's about to be released as well have you had a chance to have a wee look i have actually lucky in that regard it you can understand completely why um the oscars and the academy and everyone is so excited about it because it's such a it's such an important story and it's told by such brilliant performers uh and again it's it's kind of a, reg- uh, a relatively new director um 
and it's it's one of those films that when you're like oh i can't wait to see where they do next time with more money uh so yeah like it is it's a very important movie that i do highly recommend uh and those those two center performances are insane i I actually got to speak to daniel gosh a year ago more more than that for queen and tame yeah Mm-hmm. When we were accidentally uh, left alone for twenty five minutes for a five minute interview. That's right. His uh, his publicist person uh, just left the two of you alone for a while. Just, so you're, just, you're you're best friends with Daniel Kaluuya now. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. We're bestos, but like even back then, he said this was the the hardest job he'd ever had to do. Uh, and when you watch the film, you totally understand why. Definitely. So up first, we've got our chat with Daniel Kaluuya, um, chatting about. Um, one of those, there's a really, I mean, there's a number of really powerful scenes throughout the film, but um, this is one that that is referenced, it's no spoilers, it's referenced in the trailer as well, where he is confronting uh, a load of people who have come to hear him speak, essentially, and he gets them. You can just see what an amazing speaker Fred Hampton was, but then how Daniel Kaluuya kind of represents that as well. So talking to him specifically about that uh, scene and then also working with um, Lakeith uh, as well, because the two of them (laughs) seem to only do amazing work together. So more of that, please. Um, So yeah, this is Daniel Kaluuya on Judas and the Black Messiah. Hello, Daniel. It's lovely to see you today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm keeping all right. Thank you very much. Uh, Whereabouts in the world are you at the moment? United States of America. All right. Well, happy afternoon or whatever time of the day it is there with you then. Morning, late morning. <laughs> Good morning then. Um, I don't know. Like It's funny setup, like obviously all these Zoom interviews and press you've been doing. We're getting a, a good crash course. Everyone gets told very specifically how to pronounce your name. Uh, so I'm just going to call you Daniel, if that's all right. But we've been told it's Kaluuya with the emphasis on the Lou. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Kaluuya. I can't say... I have to say you, you, not W, because everyone thinks it's a W. I found that out at 10. That was really frustrating. <laughs> but you've got a similar... You must have issues with your own first name. Well, I remember well, I, I figured out that that was Owen. <laughs> I remember I figured out it was a I was like, yo, girl, I like... And he was like, no, nah, it's Owen. I was like, all right, cool, sorry, my bad. I, didn't know. <laughs> uh, I, feel, I feel your name pain. Well, I wish I had a room full of people just telling other people how to pronounce my name correctly. That would, that would be great. Um, well, congratulations on the uh, film, first of all. Um, any film that manages to make Martin Sheen unlikable, I think, is doing a, a really good job. The Black Panthers are the single greatest threat to our national security. Our counterintelligence program must prevent the rise of a black messiah. It's already getting a great reaction, uh, the whole film. So uh, how's the response been for you? I've been actually quite incubated by it. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm from like interviews and stuff and people, you can feel the energy. People like it and people are really excited about it. And people are really excited and having really interesting conversations and, and questions uh, um, as a response to it. But, um, but yeah, in terms of life, like a, a Loads of my friends saw it, and my mom and my, my sis and them saw it, and they were like, "Yeah, congrats!" You know what I'm saying like, like uh, <laughs> but I haven't had time to like talk to them. You know, it's just been uh, I've been on a run. So, and also you're just in you're in the pandemic. You know what I mean? So, I know. But, yeah. Sometimes it's like I kind of like that if a response goes, I liked it. I like that response. It's kind of like it's honest. They liked it, so keep that. Yeah, and obviously, uh, congratulations on the nominations. I know the film's going to be released down the line, so you may have won all the awards by the time this interview goes out, so congratulations on that as well, potentially. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. All right, listen, <laughs> oh, the manifestations, go on, bro. All right. uh, finger, fingers crossed. Um, there was one scene in particular that stood out for me, um, and it was actually used in the trailer as well. 
Um, and it's the same when you're talking to uh, a crowded room of people and repeating the line, I am a revolutionary. And obviously, um, you've given Fred this very specific way of talking and a specific cadence in his voice. And just that repeated phrase over and over again, even in the trailer, came across as so powerful. Repeat after me. What are your memories of filming that day? Could you feel the energy in the room? And what was that like kind of building yourself up to that? What felt like to me is a real pivotal thing. Yeah, it was, um, I just kept my, I kept in the zone and kept in, in terms of like where, where Chairman Fred was at, you know, he just come out of prison, been in solitary confinement and he missed the people. He missed speaking, he missed being close to his purpose and to, to get to, to be into that space and almost be broken or, um, people, actively trying to break you and you not and you find out that you don't break is a, an emboldening uh uh place to be in and he just wanted to kind of meet them you know meet the people but it was a, a very intense amazing day where the background artists of cleveland just really showed up and it was kind of like they were your scene partner and they really gave as much as like I gave, and they gave more. I wanted to give more. It was just a, it was like we was in a time warp. It, it felt, I, I, I genuinely cannot remember the takes. Like if I watched the film, I can't remember any takes. I just knew I just kind of checked out and just, and let go, let God. Oh, well, it comes across brilliantly in the, in the kind of the final performance. Um, not to put any pressure on you, but yourself and Lakeith, I think are fast becoming uh, a lot of people's favorite actors and just this continued rise, and it's brilliant. That's two for two now, isn't it? Like home runs, get out, and uh, and now this film. Do you think you make a holy trinity together, get together again? Yeah, look, you said that. You wanted, wanted to work. We wanted to work with me again, John Sands. I'd I'd love to, man. I'd I, I think he's got impeccable taste in terms of filmmakers and and scripts and um, messaging, and like I think he's a living generational talent. It's generally what I feel. I mean, it's just like. There's no one like him. There's not. There's kind of not one been anyone like him. Just saying before, and, uh, and um, that makes me excited to to see him rise. And if we if our paths cross again, you know what I mean? It's, it's happened. It's already happened. You know. Well, I know Ryan was uh, Ryan Coogler was a producer on this film. Any any way of convincing him to bring Lakeith into the cinematic universe and get him in for Black Panther too? You never know. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on in that. I mean, Ryan Ryan is a man. He's a very persuasive man. So he can make things happen. Okay, well, we look forward to that. Listen, thanks again for your time, Daniel. Last question, who's going to win the league? Oh, mate, you're killing me, bro. Don't give me these kind of flipping questions, man. Oh, you just reminded me that Arsenal are flipping, <laughs> not on the pace. Hey, who's going to win a league? See. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm a Liverpool fan, so unfortunately. Listen, I love you and leave you. Congrats again. Chat to you later, Daniel. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace. Daniel Kaluuya there talking about his role as Chairman Fred Hampton in the Black Panthers in the brand new film, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, yeah, I, like, as you said, Rory, uh, it's no surprise that there's loads of awards hype around his performance and also around the Keats as well. And then the fact, I'm lucky in that one because just for context, uh, that was recorded before 
um daniel won the award won the golden globe for his performance in the film and as he said you know happy days with the positive manifestation so i don't think he thanked me in the speech he was on mute throughout but you know he was thinking about me probably yeah absolutely like i i thank you rory i i'd say it was it was more body language that he was thanking you specifically that's but tell me this lakeith stanfield yeah is he related to lisa it's a great question, and in fact, it's the only question I asked him. Here's our chat with the Keith Stanfield. I can't wait. The Keith, lovely to see you today. How are you? Quite good, my friend. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. Where in the world do we find you at the moment? Uh, I'm in Beverly Hills. Oh, that's slightly more plush than my mommy and daddy's um kitchen. So, uh, hope you're enjoying it there. Anyway, um, congratulations first of all uh, on the film. I know um, we've just recently had the premiere of the film, but uh, it's already garnering these incredible reactions and and reviews. Uh, well, how did, how does that make you feel? Basically, because <laughs> it's a weird time to be sitting at home and going, "Oh, people like my film." It's good. It's good. I'm happy for the positive reception. It means. Hopefully that more people will be able to experience the movie and experience Fred Hampton's story. And that's important. That's what we really set out to do is just, you know, magnetize the story that's all too often passed over unseen. So the more the merrier, you know, and um, people are enjoying it. That's great. That's great. As you mentioned, Fred Hampton and his story. And that was something that I was like on the other side of the world. You know, I'm, I'm slightly aware of that. But then this film opened my eyes up to your character, your person, uh, Bill O'Neill as well, who I didn't know anything about. Would you mind just giving us a wee bit of background about him? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> he was, uh, I don't know very much about him, to be honest. I mean, there wasn't that much available other than his interview that I saw from Eyes on the Prize and short and long form couple of court transcripts and a couple second and third hand accounts about the type of person he was with the FBI after having the incident with Fred Hampton. And I can say he seemed to be to me just uh, a guy that was all about self-preservation and um, and it's sort of a metaphor for capitalism and uh, what too much of an extreme can be um, and result in uh, hurting people and hurting yourself ultimately. Um, so I think he's kind of the uh, kind of like an archetype of a Judas-like figure um, in terms of infiltrating the Black Panther Party and then uh, ultimately betraying them. But there was one particular scene that stood out for me, and it's whenever you go to visit uh, Jesse Plemons, his FBI character, in his house. And something that came across that really struck me is like, I don't know if I've seen this in another film before, when his character's uh, talking to you and asking you about uh, a, a series of assassinations like Malcolm X, and Martin Luther, and it's like, and your character's indifference to those events, which was something I felt like I haven't seen, just that dismissive kind of like, yeah, well, what was that like trying to find the balance within the character? Because obviously these are huge moments and events that have affected black culture and culture all over the world, but here you have this man kind of almost nonchalant uh, in response to it. What was that like? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because there's... um... There really, there's, there's, there's a perception, by and large, I feel like that, like black people in America experience either extreme radicalization on one end or on the other. It's like I'm super gung ho about race, or that I don't care at all and I'm apathetic. And there are these people who exist kind of in between, where it's like, 
you know, yeah, I know that this stuff happened, but I still, I'm still trying to get my money. Like today I got to do this. Like I don't really have time to be sitting in the back talking about all this stuff. Like I got to continue to push forward and survive. And so I think it's good that we were able to show a different um, aspect of what it means to be black in America, which is, you know, some people just trying to get what they got to get. And, um, and for me, I'm, I tend to be a little, I care a little bit more about the civil rights aspect and I'm really more like, I would have probably, if I, if I imagine myself in that time, I'm more likely to be a black Panther than anything else. Um, but it was interesting to, to play around in the thought that, you know, what if I just don't care at all really? Or, um, what if I'm more preoccupied? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he died. It's sad or whatever, but I'm trying to get some money. And I think that was more of, William O'Neill's ideal. He wanted to also be free in, in kind of a way, like Fred Hampton wanted freedom as well, but Bill O'Neill wanted freedom in like monetary freedom. And he wanted freedom in power. He wanted freedom to not have to think about being black necessarily. He just wanted to be powerful. And so I think that's an interesting aspect. So thanks for mentioning that because most people don't even catch that. No, that that like just really stood out um, when I saw it. Well, listen, Lakeith, uh, thanks again for your time. Congratulations. We will see you and Daniel in like a holy trinity now. That's two for two. So uh, fingers crossed you, you get another film together. But uh, lovely to meet you. Chat to you later. So there you have it. The debate rumbles on, Roy. Is Lakeith Stanfield related to Lisa Stanfield? I guess we'll, we'll never know the answer. It, it seems unlikely because her name is Lisa Stansfield. But uh, for the sake of the joke... I think it stands. Yeah, no. It's uh, <laughs> always let comedy always take priority over any kind of factual base for the for the questions. That's how I live my life every day. Yeah. So, um, Lakeith, there uh, in his plush Beverly Hills hotel, but obviously talking about um, the incredible performance he puts in, and the brilliant thing is that both himself and Daniel are open to making a third film together and obviously chatting to Daniel there and hinting at the possibility of Black Panther 2 because I think Lakeith, <laughs> no matter, again, like like Daniel Kaluuya, whatever performance or whatever uh, role he's involved in, he just adds something uh, extra special to it. So as we said, Judas and the Black Messiah is going to be available from Thursday the 11th of March. Uh, where people will be able to see that again, Rory? Uh, if you check out the PVOD, so that's Premiere Video On Demand, um platforms so google uh google play apple tv rakuten tv sky store any of those <clears throat> home entertainment channels that basically aren't streaming stations uh that's where you should be able to find judas and the black messiah and the one we were talking about previously locked down and one we haven't talked about holy moly the little things with uh denzel washington and jared leto and uh rami malik we're spoiling everybody. Well, we're not, because they still have to pay for them. But you're uh, yeah, yeah. to the information. That bit is free. Actually, okay, well, we spoil people just one last time before we go. Do you want to go back to your ASMR, sexy, passionate Roy Cashin voice again? We can slow things right down. Slow them okay. right down for the outro. Okay, I'm getting a bit creeped out. Can we speed um, things back up again, maybe? Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. I'm going to get the hang out of here. No, no, I'm signing Why? off. Good luck to you. Good luck. I can't hear you. I can't. I'm actually. Good luck to you.